Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we're going to live life on the edge. That's right. We're breaking down the 2022 NFL draft class at the edge rusher position. Which guys make sense for the Titans from a value perspective? Which guys fit the Titans defense from a schematic perspective? I'm breaking it all down and much more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to be breaking down the edge rusher class in the latest installment of the 2022 Locked On Titans NFL Draft Preview Series. I can't wait to dive in to nearly 20 edge rushers in this year's draft. Really excited to talk about a position that I think is maybe a little more important to the Titans than most fans seem to think. But before we get into that, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere on all platforms and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all the content goes live and throw a thumbs up on the video. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. You can follow me on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod as well. Going to dive into this edge rusher class now though and I'm just going to be upfront and honest with you. The Titans aren't even going to have a shot at a couple of names. Aiden Hutchinson. Polished, all-around defensive ends, got good strength, got good agility. No, he's not an insane, off-the-board athlete. No, he doesn't have incredible length either that you would want from an elite prospect at the position, but you put everything that he does well together, and he's going to be a very solid player in the NFL for a long time. He's probably going one, probably going number two. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Super explosive, great length, good bend, rare combination of all of those. Uh, he's got run blocking skills as well. Uh, he doesn't have a great rush plan. He's got to get, I guess, more creative and more inventive and more technically sound in his rush plan and get more polished. But just incredible raw talent from Kayvon Thibodeau. You got Travon Walker, who's even more uh, of an explosive athlete, elite size, elite athleticism, versatility to drop back in coverage from his time at Georgia as well. Now, he doesn't have elite production. He's not as good uh, in terms of a rush plan. That's something that a lot of these guys got to work on at the next level is combining rush moves together. And when their first move or their initial idea doesn't work, how do they go from there? So all of that. But Travon Walker is considered maybe like the most elite prospect in the draft because of his size-speed combination. Just not a lot of production there to go with the athletic traits. But he's in contention for the number one pick as well. Uh, Another guy who I just don't think the Titans would take a chance on at this time is uh, David uh, uh, Ajabo from Michigan. Uh, He's got great length. 
He's super explosive off the line of scrimmage. Good Ben. He's got nice rush moves and a guy who knows how to put his rush plan together, but he's not very good in run defense. Michigan was taking him off the field on early downs because that's not a strength of his. He needs to improve his processing speed and his play recognition. Doesn't play with a ton of power either. More of a speed rusher. And with the Achilles injury pre-draft, I, I just don't see that as, as a good fit for the Titans because I wouldn't take uh, a Jobo with the first round pick 26 and he's not going to be there at 90. So I just don't see that as an option. A guy who is an option for the Titans though. Got two names here who may be options in the first round depending on how the board falls and if the Titans trade back into the early 30s into the 30s at all, maybe the early 40s both these guys could make sense. And number one is George Karloftis from Purdue. Six foot three, 266 pounds. He would be Danico Autry in waiting. And I know we think about Rashad Weaver, but coming off a broken leg, he was a fourth round pick. What can you expect to get out of Weaver? You certainly can't project them to be a, a, a guy who replaces Danico Autry right now, even if that would be ideal. So uh, Karloftis has more talent, obviously a higher pick, and would fill that role. And he would be an immediate contributor. For the Titans as well. He just has an incredible bull rush. Getting in people's chests. Getting in offensive linemen's business. And pushing them backwards. He's got incredibly powerful hands. He's got the right mentality. He's physical. He wants to win non-stop motor. And he's a versatile guy. Like I said. He could probably line up as a 5 technique defensive end. In a 3-4 alignment. He could probably line up as a 4-3 defensive end. He would maybe need to put on a little bit more weight. Uh, to consistently work on the interior, but as a sub-package interior rusher, I think he could have great value. So again, that Danico Autry role, maybe not as much outside linebacker duties, but he could fill a lot of roles for the Titans. Uh, he's not incredibly long for a guy who is six foot three, doesn't have ideal length. He's not a twitchy athlete, more of a power guy. And along with that, he doesn't have incredible speed around the edge, but he's just relentless. And there are guys like this littered all over the NFL who just play with the right technique, who have good power, uh, have good moves to rely on. And they find a way to carve out a career. I think Carl Loftus would contribute immediately. I'm not saying I want defensive end in the first round or edge rusher in the first round at all. That's not what I'm saying, but I think Bud Dupree is gone after the season. Can you count on Rashad Weaver? You have Harold Landry in tow, of course, but you're going to need a battery mate. And Edge is such an important position that I think it could be a position the Titans draft or pay more attention to than maybe people are thinking because it's not such an immediate need for this season. But next year, it will be a monster need again. So I guess I wouldn't be super shocked if it was Karloftis or another guy who I think will be drafted in that range, and it's Boye Mafe from Minnesota. six foot three, 261 pounds. Now, he is not going to have interior versatility. He is a pure edge rusher, probably going to be a sub-package rotational guy early on till you can develop him as a run defender. He's explosive. He's twitchy. He's got really strong hands. He's got the ability to drop into coverage with agility, and he plays with incredible motor. So you add all those things together, and Boye Mafe gives you a, a lot to be excited about. Now, the problem here is slow reaction time. He's not a guy who's played football for a long time, only about five years, and you can tell his processing speed, his reaction time to certain things needs to speed up, but that'll be an experience thing. Also, he struggles with run defense at the point of attack. Not very strong and anchoring down and setting an edge. That's why I say he's a developmental guy. He's purely a pass rusher right now, and you're going to have to develop that run defense, maybe get some more mass on him if needed, uh, develop the strength in his upper body. I think that'll be important. And he's only had 13 starts. So 
one-year wonder, that gives you some pause. It definitely does. But he's going to be drafted around that range, uh, possibly the high 20s. Uh, 30s, maybe the early 40s, somewhere in there. So maybe it's an option for the Titans if they don't like the way that the board fell and they really want to get ahead of themselves when it comes to the edge rusher position. But I think the more likely options are guys in the mid-rounds. The next two groups I'm going to go over, so I'm excited to go over those sections of players and those groupings before we get into it. Do you want to tell you guys about a way to, to really impress your mom, your wife, your sister, your aunt, uh, any important woman in your life and it's by going to BlueNile.com and checking out their selection of fine jewelry. And quite frankly, Mother's Day is right around the corner. So that could be your wife. That could be your mother herself. Any mother in your life that you would like to, you know, give a special moment to and celebrate special moments with her. Uh, go to BlueNile.com right now. Uh, everyday fine jewelry like diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, tennis bracelets, uh, gold layer jewelry. They got diamond earrings as well. Anything that you could want to, you know, give your mom that special gift this Mother's Day, whether she prefers it to be a statement piece or just everyday subtle elegance. BlueNile.com can deliver with that fine jewelry. They have a ton of different options for every mom. Uh, make sure that you go to BlueNile.com right now because this Mother's Day, you have a chance to really impress your mom. Go to Blue Nile, check out their selection of fine jewelry, and you're going to get $50 off $500 because you are a Locked On listener. Just go to BlueNile.com, use promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On. You're going to get that $50 off $500. Plus, every order is insured. It ships for free. It's going to arrive in discreet packaging, so you don't have to ruin the surprise. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Titans fans, let's continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about two names at the top of the draft. I think actually realistically makes sense for the Titans, but I think where the Titans would strike at edge is much more in the mid-rounds at 90, at 131, at 143. So these are some of the names that will be in that area. Excited to dive into some of the guys that I really like and that I think makes sense for the Titans. Before we do, going to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. I also have a big announcement for you guys. I'm really excited and really proud to let you guys know about what we got going on here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Number one, the Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft for 2022 is live right now. It started on Monday. It's going to be going throughout the week. It's going to finish on next Monday. Every host from every team gets a pick in the mock draft, so I'm picking for the Titans at 26. It's an awesome exercise. You get additional analysis by Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson from Peacock and Williamson, from Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker from Locked On NFL Draft, Odyssey experts like Jason Lockenfora and Michael Irvin. I mean, they're just putting it all together for you guys with this ultimate mock draft. It's got its own podcast feed, and it's available on the Locked On NFL and Locked On uh, NFL Draft podcast feeds as well. Make sure you guys check those out. Also, Locked On NFL Draft, the YouTube channel. We're going to have a live draft coverage all draft weekend going live 30 minutes before each round starts all three days. I'm going to be included in that coverage as well. So I know I'm giving you guys a ton of information that feels like advertisements, but it's just 
excellent content, and you guys have to check it all out. I'm so proud of the work that we're doing over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. But with that being said, we got a lot to talk about, a lot of prospects to go over. This second tier of guys that I think could be an option, maybe not all of them will be there by pick 90, but I think they're in that range. And first is San Diego State edge rusher Cam Thomas, six foot four, 267 pounds. He's more of a 4-3 defensive end, uh, sub package rusher on the inside, but listen, guys, I got to make this point right now before we go through this. The Titans play a ton of 4-3. The Titans have front multiplicity. They're not a team that plays just 4-3 or just 3-4. They play a ton of sub package. They play dime. They play nickel. They play 4-3. They play 3-4. That's why Harold Landry was so important, because he could play off-ball linebacker, and then you can have Jeffrey Simmons or another interior defensive lineman play DN with Nico Autry. It's going to be Rashad Weaver next year and Danico Autry. We're having David Long, Zach Cunningham, and Harold Landry off ball. And then you got yourself 4-3 with Tart and Simmons in the inside or Naquan Jones and Simmons on the inside or whoever they draft or Laurel Murchison. So the Titans play a ton of 4-3. So I don't want to see people down in the comments on YouTube saying, well, 4-3 defensive end, that doesn't fit our 3-4. The Titans play hybrid fronts, okay? So any of these guys, you could find a way to fit in um, from a standpoint of versatility. Cam Thomas. Great motor, powerful guy, strong hands, plays with incredible physicality. He's quick, he's versatile, like I said, can rush from the interior, can be on the edge with his hand in the dirt. Now, he doesn't have a ton of moves to win on the outside. He won with inside moves in college, and it's harder to win with inside moves because of the quickness of the NFL athlete. So can he develop some outside winning pass rush moves? Uh, he's not going to be able to play interior defensive line on rundowns. That's only going to be a passing down situation. And he does have slim legs. He doesn't have a lot of uh, a strength in his lower body. He's more of an upper body strength guy with his powerful hands and his arms. So he's got to develop that. But that's something you can potentially develop in the weight room. So I think as a Danico Autry type guy, a Rashad Weaver type guy, Cam Thomas can make some sense, but I think he might be taken in that gap between 26 and 90, and I wouldn't take him in the first round. Uh, the next guy is uh, Iboketti, uh, Arnold, or Arnold Iboketti from Penn State. Six foot two, 250 pounds. Now, he does not offer versatility. He is going to be a pure edge rush guy off the outside, an outside linebacker. He's long. Uh, his arms in terms of his longs, he's got long arms, good length. He's a twitchy athlete who plays with good motor as well. Now, he's just not a very refined prospect. He doesn't have a ton of rush moves that he can rely on. Not very good in run defense right now. Not good at setting the edge. and He just doesn't play with, with good patience and understanding how to set rush moves up, the tempo of his rush packages. He's just got to uh, kind of add some awareness in terms of playing the position. The next guy, though, I think makes some sense for the Titans, uh, Ibuketi. Uh, Ibuketi, 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 there we go. Um, I think could be taken because of the twitchiness and the length and the motor. Those things are high upside traits. I think he could be taken before 90, but a guy who could be there is a guy like Josh Pascal from Kentucky. Six foot two, 268 pounds. So a hefty, thick, Outside guy, uh, he could play 4-3 defensive end with his hand in the dirt. He could slide in and play some uh, interior rusher in a sub package as well. Like I said, good thick build, so NFL teams will like that. Plays with good leverage as well. He really understands how to get guys in bad positions and win that way. He's versatile, good at run defense. 
as well. He really understands the mental aspects of the game, even if he doesn't have incredible bend or incredible length or, you know, twitchiness. He's not a, a pure athlete or he's not very traitsy. But again, like a guy like George Karloftis, just a lesser version, not comparing the two, but just saying they're guys who win certain ways with, you know, awareness understanding, leverage, the angles, all the technical aspects, they find ways to win. And that translates even if you're not the most athletically twitched up edge guy. So I think Pascal could fill that Danico Autry role. He's got great football character as well, which fits for the Titans. Uh, another guy here that I want to talk about is Oklahoma's Nick Benito, six foot three, 248 pounds. Now he is a pure three, four outside linebacker. And I like Benito. I think he would make a ton of sense for the Titans at 90. If he makes it there, he's twitched up. He's agile. He's a good processor, really quick. He sees what guys are doing, reacts real well to what offensive linemen are giving him as he gets into the rush process. And because of that, he's got good rush combinations. He knows how to add rush moves together, which is something you don't really see from college players too often. He's versatile. He's a guy who can drop back into coverage. He's agile enough to operate in space. So from that perspective, it makes a ton of sense for the Titans who like to drop their 3-4 linebackers and the outside edge rushers into, into pass coverage to run the type of fire blitzes that they, they run where they're bringing guys off the slot and dropping guys off the backside. So I think Benito would fit perfectly within the scheme. So he's a guy who I think makes a ton of sense because in my opinion, the Titans should be looking for more of a pure outside linebacker guy, a 3-4 guy, more of a Harold Landry than a Danico Autry. So while these guys could make sense for the Titans, I just think Benito makes a ton of sense value-wise in this spot at 90, 131 would be just absolutely ideal if he gets there. The next guy is from Ole Miss. It's Sam Williams, six foot three, 261 pounds. So we're to a guy who could play some four, three uh, defensive end, but could also play some three, four outside linebacker. So he's not a guy that's going to rush from the interior. So he's a guy who could make sense for the Titans as more of a Harold Landry type. He's got really good speed, which is impressive for a guy that side. He plays with a ton of aggression. He's got good length as well, which is really important at that position with good size, big, strong hands, and he plays with great motor. I mean, that is a lot to like. But the reality here is just is not going to give you much at all on run, in run defense, uh, and especially run defense discipline. He's very aggressive. So he darts for the ball. He tries to penetrate and make plays, and he get caught out of position which is an issue, and he's another guy who wins in the pass rush game with that mentality, that aggressiveness, that motor. He just never stops, and that's how he wins. He doesn't have a great rush plan, not good with his rush combinations and putting moves together, but those are things that can be coached up. So if you take the the traits of you know having good length, good size, strong hands, a good motor, speed around the edge, you could take all that and teach him the discipline in the run game, teach him the rush plan, pass rush moves, combinations, and try to coach up that aspect of his game. I don't think it's a great fit for the Titans personally, but he'll be in that range that we're talking about. Nick Benito, though, out of this group, just makes a ton of sense for me and Josh Pascal as well. I would have a, a lot of excitement about if the Titans could get him in the mid-rounds. But the last group of guys has a ton of really good names that I think realistically make the most sense 
for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including information about this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast going over the value group of edge rushers in this draft class. We have talked about nearly 14, 15 edge rushers so far, and I'm going to cap you guys off with about another six here. I'm very excited about this group of edge rushers that we are about to dive into. Before we do, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Ask for your second listen. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's hosted by analytics guru Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. It's a great time to subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Not only is it draft season, baby. Also, the live NFL Draft coverage is coming. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel. Live coverage throughout the NFL Draft all three days. I'm going to be included. I'm so pumped for that event. You guys should be subscribed. It's free. I mean, it's literally free. So you don't have to have a cable package or any kind of subscriptions or anything. Literally just go on YouTube and subscribe for free and you got live draft coverage for no money. And Locked On Experts talking about their teams and their picks, giving good context and good information, and talking about the impact of the future. Not national guys who are going to be giving you their guys who are mocking linebacker to the Titans. Do you want that, or do you want me talking about the Titans pick live? Be honest. Be honest with yourselves, okay? And if the answer is them, just lie and tell me it's me. Love you guys. Hugs and kisses. But moving into this last group. Number one, Drake Jackson from USC, six foot three, two hundred and seventy-three pounds, big-bodied guy. Uh, he's going to be somebody who is going to play three-four outside linebacker, though, and his weight fluctuates quite frankly because at the combine he was two fifty-four, and at his pro day he was two seventy-three. So he just wanted to prove to teams that he could add on that weight if he needed, which means. He could be a tweener. He could potentially play some four or three hand in the dirt defensive end while also playing some outside linebacker. And the versatility there has to appeal to the Titans. He's got good bend off the edge. So at that weight, can he keep that bend? That would be great. He's a twitchy athlete with good length. Bend, twitch, length. Scheme versatility. Weight versatility. I mean, Drake Jackson looking pretty good. To me, he plays with good tempo on his rushes. He understands timing. Throw a move here, wait for the offensive lineman to react, then go with that combination move. And he's only 20 years old. Now, not super strong. One of the questions was, could he put on extra mass? And it looks like he's been able to do that. So maybe that's been answered. And he's got to get better with his handwork and and using strong hands, having more power in his punch. Uh, Just using his hands more, quite frankly. So... Drake Jackson, because he showed he could put on that extra weight, maybe he gets pushed up the board and he's more in the 90 range, more in the 70 or 80 range. I would not be surprised, but man, if he would be there at 131, it would just be a slam dunk pick, in my opinion. Next is Tyreek Smith from Ohio State, 6'3", 
four pounds. He's another guy going to play a little three, four outside linebacker, could put his hand in the dirt as a four, three defensive end. Quick guy, very agile, got smart hands, good hands. He's got all the athletic tools that you would want, but doesn't play with a great pass rush plan. Uh, not a good, strong defender at the point of attack in run defense. He has the tendency to get knocked off balance, and he's dealt with a ton of injuries. So for that reason, not really that interested in Tyreek Smith, but he is going to be in that range where the Titans can maybe see some value. Uh, Michael Clemens from Texas A&M, six foot five, two hundred and sixty-three pounds, so a tall guy. He's going to be an early down outside linebacker. Different than anybody that we've talked about so far. He's not a guy who you're going to want rushing the passer early on. He may never develop enough skills to do that, but he's going to be able to come in on early downs and give you some run defense, give you some rotation there, probably be able to give you some special teams value. So that's where he would probably make his hay. He's got a good build at six foot five. He's got good length. He's a strong guy, got a good bull rush. Uh, plan, but he's slow off the line of scrimmage, doesn't have a lot of explosion. He's had off-field issues as well, a couple of rests. He's had injury concerns. He's also 25 years old, so he's old, had off-field concerns and injury concerns. He's off my board personally for the Titans. The next guy is a guy who met with the Titans on a top 30 visit on Wednesday. That should perk your ears up, guys. My Jay Sanders from Cincinnati, six foot five. He's Weighed in at 228 pounds. As Pro Day got up to 247 to show that he has that weight versatility. He's going to play outside linebacker in a 3-4. He's going to be a, a lined up wide as a defensive end with his hand in the dirt. I think he would be a great option for the Titans late in the draft. He's explosive. Got great length. Real strong at the point of attack. And we know the Titans care a ton about run defense. My J. Sanders could come in right away and give you some good run defense, actually rotate in, not just as a situational pass rusher, but as a run defender as well. So you could take Bud Dupree off the field, take Harold Landry off the field on early downs, let them rest so they can be at their best when they're rushing the passer. Now, he's lean, and that's that was a knock on him, but he put on 20 pounds in a month and came in to show teams he can put on that extra mass and weight. So that box may be checked. He's got to get better with his balance. Being six foot five, he's a guy who could be a little wobbly, doesn't have a good center of gravity right now. He's missed a lot of tackles in college. That has to improve. The Titans won't stand for that. And he is six foot five, so he's explosive. He's got good length. But talking about Ben sinking his hips, he can be a little stiff. He can be a little fluid. I don't think, or he lacks fluidity. He can be a little stiff. I don't think he's a guy who would drop back into coverage very well. So depending on the role that the Titans had, maybe with the extra weight at 247. Titans so say, hey, you can put on even more weight, get to 260, 270. Now we can use you in a Danico Autry role. But I just like him as uh, a guy who could back up Harold Landry early on. The next guy is a, not, is a beat the table guy, in my opinion, for me. And it's D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky, six foot three. 243 pounds. He is a pass rush only linebacker, but that's what the Titans are going to need. They got Autry. They got Rashad Weaver, and I think it's it's easier to find a guy like that than just a demon off the edge. And D'Angelo Malone checks a lot of boxes. Experienced. He was the leading sacker on his team for four straight seasons. He plays with incredible quickness. He's a guy who can operate in space. He's got a ton of ability out in. He gets into the backfield. There's just no way around it. Tackles for loss, sacks. He just disrupts the backfield. Productive 
I mean, that matters to the Titans, especially in the later rounds. In the later rounds, in my opinion, when you're not looking for elite traits like you are in the first round or maybe the second round, in the mid-rounds, you go for guys who are productive because there are some dudes who are just productive and they're going to be productive and maybe they're not the traitsiest guys, they're not the most athletic guys, they got holes in their game, they're older prospects, not great length, all these boxes. But they were productive in college and they find ways to win and they're going to keep doing it as a role player in the NFL. And D'Angelo Malone is a guy who I think could come in right away and help the Titans as a rotational guy. Now, he doesn't have great size. He's not going to have a super versatile role. He's not great at point of attack and run defense. He needs to get stronger. He's not really going to give you much in the run game early on anyways. But I think the Titans can coach that up. D'Angelo Malone could be like a new Derek Roberson. You know what I mean? Like, not saying exactly the same because Roby was an undrafted free agent, but in that role as kind of the, the pass rush rotational guy who's developing his run defense skills and his strength. So, the Titans let Roberson go. Maybe it's time to replenish that role. You would have... Uh, Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. Then you got Weaver, who can kind of be Autry and Bud Dupree as a backup. You would have Ola Daney, who can rotate in there as the fourth or fifth rusher and special team specialist. And then you got a guy like D'Angelo Malone, who you're developing into a run defender, but can deploy him on passing downs early. I love D'Angelo Malone. And if the Titans want to go real late, another guy who I love. So Drake Jackson, My J. Sanders, D'Angelo Malone, Amari Barno, 6'5, 247. Incredible speed. He ran the fastest 40 time of an edge rusher ever at 4.36. He is a height and length specimen at six foot five with good weight on him at 247. He's got a great spin move to the inside. So he's already got a pass rush move that he relies on. Outside of that, he really needs to develop his pass rush moves. No, he's not an incredibly powerful guy. Doesn't have the type of agility you may want, but he's incredibly speedy, height, length. Coach up the other stuff. Amari um, um, Barno in the sixth round, in the fifth round, 169-204, sign me up. Just sign me up. I would be ready for that. But there are some other edge rushers that are available uh, that may be higher ranked than some of the guys that we talked about, but I don't see them as, as ideal fits for the Titans. So for me, this is the list of guys that we had to talk about, and there are a ton of options that I really like in there. We are going to move towards the interior of the front seven on defense, talking about interior defensive linemen, talk about off-ball linebackers, uh, who I don't think the Titans are taking in the first round, but we're going to discuss some of the names that do make sense. Usually with these two positions, the positions that I don't see great needs at, I like to hit you know, the value guys only. No sense of talking about N'Kobe Dean and, and Devin Lloyd and Quay Walker. I don't think the Titans are going after those guys. So we'll look at some guys who are realistic uh, to cap off the week here of the Locked On Titans podcast. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.